Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. Some talk shows think all of their opinions are right. This one, this one knows they are. This is Perception is Reality. Christopher H. Bilbury is a no-nonsense, well, maybe a little bit of nonsense, political activist, local government watchdog, and all-around good Hoosier and God-fearing American citizen. Is this guy for real? Holding lawmakers accountable and educating citizens on the importance of participating in their local government with a dab of national and world politics and a little pop culture and maybe some real-life common sense. This is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. Hello there, folks. Welcome to another episode of Perception is Reality. I am your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. This is episode 181. Thank you for tuning in, folks. You crushed last week's episode. I'm telling you, off the charts, there have been more people that have listened to the last three or four episodes than any other time in the same week-long period. So thank you very much. Continue listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For all of you that have come back and are listening to this, thank you for being here. Thank you for giving me a little bit of your time. I am so thrilled that you guys are listening and that we are connecting. And I love, 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 love when you guys reach out to me. I'm getting more folks that are emailing me, more folks that are messaging me on Facebook, and that are reaching out to me through the Fireside connection. I didn't even really know about that. I don't know anything about it. Apparently, there's a way that you can connect to me through Fireside. I'm going to have to look into that, but I've had some people that's been reaching out to me through that, so that's wonderful. I love when you listen and then you get a hold of me and talk to me about the episode. I am so, so thankful for each and every one of you. As always, I'm going to ask, might as well do it right here, share the show with everyone you know, remind folks that we can be found literally everywhere. Any place that plays podcasts, they should have our whole catalog there. All you have to do is search for us by name, Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. We should pull right up. You can also Google that same name, or you can simply Google Bilbrey Podcast, and we should also pull up that way. That's B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast. It should pull us up. Or the easiest way is to go to the home link of perception.fireside.fm. Again, that is perception.fireside.fm. You can actually listen to all of the episodes, new episodes, old episodes from that home link, or you can use that to go to Apple or Google or Spotify or Stitcher or wherever and then subscribe. That way you never miss anything. Also, don't forget to tell folks to check us out on Facebook facebook.com forward slash bilbrey318 or Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook. There I release live video episodes along with all the written content, so please check us out over there. All right, so this episode, I'm going to be talking to a gentleman here in just a few moments. He's really funny. He's very smart. He is very politically minded. He's somebody that has been involved with state party politics 
for quite some time. He's actually ran for statewide office uh, back in the early mid-2000s. His name is Justin Oakley. He is an amazing mind when it comes to uh, state politics and and education, which is something that has been a hot-button issue here in the state of Indiana. And as we go down the road that we've been going down the last couple episodes, I am really dissatisfied with my home party. I'm really dissatisfied as a Republican. I am a constitutional conservative. That's what I say that I am. I believe in my values. I do not believe in my party. My party has left me behind. I do not believe in the Republican Party. I do not believe in the Democrat Party. But I do not believe in the Republican Party anymore. And I do not believe in the majority of the Republican leaders. Whether we're talking about the local level or the state level or hell, the federal level either. I think it's all bad. So what I'm going to start doing is seeking others out. Seeking others out that are like me, seeking others out that are on the other side, seeking out libertarians, seeking out people that are hiding under rocks. I want to start talking to intelligent folks, and I want to start putting that together as we help build on the perception principles and we start doing all of that. We are going to do a lot here over the next several weeks and months, and so we're going to kick this off right now, first and foremost, with Justin Oakley. He is known for education. He's ran for state superintendent back in 2012 against Tony Bennett, not the performer, but the old uh, superintendent of public instruction here in the state of Indiana. Uh, he's been very well uh, connected politically inside and outside of the state parties. Uh, he is on the left side of things. He is a teacher. Uh, he launched a podcast called Just Let Me Teach a while back and had had some great success with that. He advocates for teachers and education and the children that are being educated. He is definitely a smart, uh, very uh, witty and sarcastic individual. I think he's a very funny, funny person to talk to and very, very intelligent. You can hear him talking with uh, Abdul Abkeem Shabazz uh, on 93.1 WIBC from time to time, and he's been kind of all over the whole state circuit. He's been laying low here lately, but I think we're pulling him back in. He is definitely a great conversationalist, and uh, I hope to be someone that I consider uh, a friend. I hope we build on our connection, and uh, I'm, I'm going to be so thrilled to talk with him and I think you guys are going to get a kick out of our conversation, and we should really be able to learn some uh, great points from him. So we're going to take a quick break and get some sponsorships out of the way, but when we get back, we're going to get him pulled up on the phone and get into that conversation. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 181st episode of Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilberry. We'll be right back. 
friends, I can tell you as a musician for the last 25 years whose primary instrument is the drum kit that it has taken a lot of hard work, dedication, and years to make myself as proficient as I feel like I am on that instrument today. During that same time, at various points and dozens of times, I have picked up and also then put down the guitar trying to learn enough to impress my friends, maybe impress a girl, play that really cool cover, or maybe try and write my own music. It's just really tough when you don't have the same kind of dedication that I had on the drums. Maybe you don't have the time, but you'd still like to noodle around. Studies show children that play musical instruments do better in math and science. Are you interested in starting them out early? Are you interested in making a little bit of beautiful noise that doesn't annoy everyone and relieves stress? Well, let me tell you, there is an invention just for you. It's called Bob McNally's Strumstick. Strumstick was invented by Bob McNally. It's a three-stringed musical instrument. It's especially for beginners, but everyone will enjoy it. I have one, and it is a blast. Because of the tuning and the way the frets are spaced, there are effectively no wrong notes. The strumstick is designed to play in just one key instead of all 12. Look, if you know what that means, you're a musician, and you'll love this thing. If you don't know what that means, it doesn't matter, because you will love this thing. You really need to check it out. Go to strumstick com and check out Bob McNally's Strumstick. You will not be disappointed. All right, folks, we are back. Episode 181, Perception is Reality. And I am happy to say that we are currently joined on the phone by Mr. Justin Oakley. Justin, it's great to have you with us. Well, we finally made magic happen. We'll see how this works out. It's good to be with you, Christopher. My pleasure. So why don't you tell the folks listening a little bit about yourself? Well, if you had Abdul and I on here, this would be at least take 30 minutes, just this <laughs> intro part. But just since it's me, uh, I was a former teacher, president of my local for a decade. I've been in uh, education advocacy now for about 20 years. A lot of people around the state remember that I ran against Tony Bennett in the 2012 campaign for state superintendent, in which uh, Glenda Ritz got in there and we got behind her and she won. That's kind of where we're at. And here we are. A decade later, I'm on, what's your show called again? (laughs) We'll say it. Perception is reality with Christopher. There you go. All right. You know, you, you're you're moving up in the world. That see, that's where I remember you was in the run against Tony Bennett. I remember when that was going on, and uh, then kind of lost touch with you. Actually, heard you on with Abdul a couple weeks ago, and I thought, oh, I got to make contact with him because I really liked what you were saying. And for those people that have listened specifically to the last couple of episodes, I feel like people realize that I am very dissatisfied with what's going on currently in my own party, whether we're talking at the local level or the state level or even really at the federal level. And I I know that there are a lot of people that are doing this back and forth, us versus them, Republicans versus Democrat thing, and it's just all kinds of messed up because right now the Republicans are in control of the state of Indiana and they are really messing things up and I know that you are on the other side of things and while I might not be ready to say hey I'm uh, jumping to the Democrat side I'm definitely not happy with what I'm seeing from my own people and while you focus on education 
you also are someone, in my opinion, that are, are really good about looking at both sides of things. And, and I think that you have a really good understanding of what currently is going on. And while what you focus on is, like I said, education and really state house level politics, it's really the same thing going on all up and down the spectrum from local to state to federal. And so I really wanted to have you on. And while I believe that I, I don't really know what's going on because we have a Republican supermajority, and in my opinion, I don't think they are acting like Republicans. You probably say they're acting too much like uh, Republicans. You might disagree with my take on that. <laughs> but we're just seeing too much overreach from the supermajority of Republicans who are supposed to be for smaller government, but that's not what they're doing. And as you're aware, I sat through a town hall the other day with a state representative who's supposed to be constitutionally conservative, a Republican, and the crowd was a majority of conservative folks, conservative voters in a conservative area of District 33, which is mostly Republican, and they all sat through that along with myself in horror as this state representative was talking about the overreach that he and his buddies are currently trying to pass through the uh, House and and it did pass in the House, and now they're trying to get it passed in the Senate, and it's just crazy. Of course, we're talking about House Bill 1134, and there are a lot of other things that are really just worrying people on both sides of the aisle. Those of us that are constitutional conservatives and Republicans are just as worried as those of you that are the Democrats, and it's our party that is currently in charge. So what is, from your point of view, going on in the state of Indiana and probably elsewhere. Currently, what do you see going on down at the State House with House Bill 1134 and beyond in education and everything else? What what do you see and, and why is this happening? Well, do you have about 20 years? <laughs> Let's see. We do like a 10-part Ken Burns segment here on the show. Uh, you know, I used to uh, pack those town halls. Uh, he was packing open carry that day if they're talking about the gentleman I'm talking about. Yes. But I used to pack those town halls back in the 2010s uh, and prior to 2010 when Mitch Daniels was elected in 2004 and then 2008 with Tony Bennett we used to fill uh, the Cracker Barrel Sessions third houses whatever they call them now uh, and they were they were kind of like this then you could see the beginning of it uh, just not as arrogant not as open not as uh, confrontational or just to say whatever they want but now that they have you know a, a, a uber duber super majority they run every office in state government, except for Mar Marion County, obviously. But they run, you know, the governor, the governor's Senate, the House, the, the Supreme Court, the courts, every aspect of it, and could do so many good things. Yeah, you know, and education has been such a focus in Indiana. And I tell you, where people, I used to say this all the time: if we get you know, most uh, half of all school teachers are also Sunday school teachers. And many, many, many of those Sunday school teacher teachers are also females. 
And if we could get all of them to start voting a different way, that's why they're so kind of concerned about this. But now, if you tack on libertarians are upset and constitutional carry Republicans are upset, then something's kind of happening. And what that something is, is they have way too much power. And people are shocked because they're always shocked. They're like, oh, my gosh, how could they do this? Or why are they doing this to me? Or, you know, why are they passing these horrible laws? Well, one thing is they have all that power. And the second thing is the reason they have all that power is because people have spent a lot of money for them to be in office. And when someone gives you $20,000 or $50,000, and it's just, it's so open. I mean, so you had House Bill 1134, which was, we don't need it. You can already do 99% of the things that they think they said all these parents want to have happen. You can already do it. And I can tell you more about that if you want, but... And then when people start to get riled up about it, all of a sudden this uh, Senator Rogers has an amendment. Well, then you look something up. She just got a $50,000 donation from some of these choice groups. And it's like, this isn't even like hidden anymore. And right. I'm not a tinfoil hat conspiracy guy yet. <laughs> I, I might be in another week or two. You know, if my mailman starts speaking Russian, I might. But it's just it. And so I'm always, I always back this up with if a, if a small town kid that taught social studies, government history in Martinsville, Indiana could figure this out. Where is everybody? Right. And again, I'm not I don't like extreme left, extreme right. I don't like people you know, arguing and shouting and screaming. I was a, used to be a crossfire guy back in high school and college. I loved that show. And you could hear two sides and you made a decision, you know, and we yeah. don't really have that anymore. So I think it's important that. You do what you're doing there. You know, I, I used to have a podcast for, I think, four years. We did every Wednesday night at eight o'clock and it was great. And I used to get people so mad at me because they're, why would you have that person on? Because I want to hear what they have to say. Right. That's the problem. And so but when you have what we have in our state government where they don't even have to listen to what you say, they don't have to meet with you. Sure. They don't have to answer you. They don't have to come down, walk down and see you anymore. Or they have these little town halls and then they get mad. I mean, it's we're we're at like DEFCON five in Indiana, and at some point, uh, something's got to give, or I think people are just gonna, you know, definitely get out of teaching. That's gonna be your first wave of people are gonna start getting out of education altogether. Oh yeah, that's correct. When we were at that town hall meeting, there were many teachers who kept telling the representative, "I am so worried because we do not have enough teachers now as it is." We're not being able to tread water. It's it's going up over our heads, and, and we are sinking. We do not have enough how it is. We're having to double up, and there are teachers who are retiring, and there are people who are saying, screw this, I'm going to Ohio, and there are people who are saying, I just want to go back to be a nurse, or I'm going to be a paralegal, or I'm you know doing anything but being a teacher. And we're afraid if this goes through, and, and if you guys keep doing what you're doing, that will stop people from going into this profession altogether. And he just simply said, nope, that's not going to happen. And I thought, yeah. man, you, I don't <laughs> understand what is going on. And what I think is very important, I pushed back on him and actually asked. I said, okay, obviously you're not going to name these people and give us their addresses. Nobody wants that. I want to know how many people that you have heard from not not down at the state house not that's giving you money but right here in your district 
that say they need and want what you're pushing. And he said, well, at first he said, you know, there was a, a, a good majority of people. And when I pushed back in, in another question, he said, well, not very many, but, but there are, they are out there. And I said, you know, give me a guesstimate, 5, 10, 50, 100. And his words were less than what's in this room. And I think that's very important that people realize that what these elected officials are doing is not based on what they're hearing from their districts. And that's that's very important. Yeah, or it's a very small group. Uh, right. Uh, uh, these, uh, yeah. You have all these groups that have emerged now, and social media can be good or bad, as we know. And uh, what's just frustrating to me is teachers have been through this now for quite a while and then you had COVID, so they've dealt with that and then you have just constant attacks constant changes constant they call it uh, building the building the airplane in midair uh <laughs> i don't know who would do it you know i used to really uh not say things to people like when they would say hey what do you think i should do i would say chase your dreams follow your dreams go for it I, I, if someone were to ask me that now i don't know if i would tell them you know if there's anything else you could do teaching in indiana might not be it. I also have a horrible joke. I don't know if I can tell. Go for it. People always ask me, hey, what's the best state to teach in? And I tell them that I've figured this out. The best state to teach in right now is a heavily drug-induced one. That's the best <laughs> state. Uh, because there really yes. isn't. I mean, it, it, we're, it, there's you know, 20. And here's another thing. If it's like, again, small-town kid, you teach U.S. history in Martinsville, Indiana, can figure out these things like a, like the Matrix. Remember that scene in the Matrix where he unplugs himself from the pod yes. and sees everything? Yep. I mean, there are twenty there are there are similar bills being rammed through in thirty states in the United States right now. Uh, and not to be a conspiracy guy, but there are big groups like Alec and Americans for Prosperity and some of these big special interest think tank groups are pushing these bills through and they know they can do it because they have you know, 30, 38 state legislatures. Right. And when you've got this much power, who's going to question it? And we know they've done it. They've submitted bills that have the wrong state on the top of it. <laughs> they have bills that have the wrong bill number on the top of it. You know, and, and and not to be not to berate the point, but Bob Baining has been in office now as long as Millie Vanilli's been around. Remember those two guys? <laughs> yes. They had to give back their Grammys for right. lip syncing songs. Yep. You know, and not to blame it on Bob Baining, but he's been you know <laughs> one of the most uh, I don't know preposterous of all of them. Now he works for I mean I don't know a sitting person that's in charge of cultural affairs or whatever it is at Marion College. But by the way, the guy was a former florist that went bankrupt. And he was in trouble for that. He was in trouble for trying to sell dogs without the right paper. Yes. He got in trouble for trying to be a lobbyist. I mean, Gary Varvel made fun of him. Absolutely. All these things have happened. And now, just recently, like last week, he said, you know, black kids don't take uh, I step seriously. Now, if I said that, I, Christopher, I, would, oh. I probably wouldn't have a teaching license. Oh, yeah. I probably right. would, let alone be some big shot at Marion College. So, I mean, I think we're at a point now where they're untouchable. Yeah. Uh, they're bulletproof. They're uh, in echo chambers where they say, well, we compromised. Right. How do you compromise in a supermajority? Right. Did you compromise like HIV compromises <laughs> uh, white blood cells, that kind of way? I mean, <laughs> they get by with it every session. The, the news headline will say the Senate compromised today. And how do you compromise when you can do business? Because the other side's so weak. And uh, that, that's another issue in Indiana is if people are this mad, what do you do? Do you because they won't vote Democrat, apparently. I have evidence of that, about 15 years worth. <laughs> so I don't know what the answer is, but the answer can't be 
a guy walks outside, grabs his morning paper or news, and he can win by 70%, not even campaign. That's not democracy. That's not a republic. No, it, no, it sure as hell isn't, because what's got me all fired up right now is it's not even a question of this being Republican versus Democrat. Now it is Republican versus Democrat versus the common sense folks at home that are just all really mad and they want something different, but they can't even get on the ballot because the people who are in power are too afraid to let them challenge them, so they keep coming up with ways ways to stop you and I and everyone else out there from challenging these people. What's got me all fired up here lately is I've been watching various election boards all over the state of Indiana, including the election commission board down at the state house, just kick so many people off of the ballot, not allowing citizens the choice in the May primaries because they hold these elections, and they're not really elections, they're these election board meetings, where they're able to keep you off the ballot if you don't go to the party chair and kiss the hand and bow down and do whatever else that they want, or if you're not part of the in-group, they just say, nah, you're not part of this, because now you have to have voted in two primaries, which they just passed basically under the cover of darkness last year when there was no election period going on, and no one was really paying attention, so it used to be one primary that you had to vote in. Now it's two. What happens in two years when we go back and they're like, oh, now it's four? Not to mention the issues with folks' voting records and their voting histories, which, like, that's not tinfoil hat stuff. I sat through these meetings where there were folks that were denied a chance to run who had paperwork and documentation from elected clerks saying your history was there and now it's not. It's been erased and that's all it takes and it's really, really sick. And the thing is, they are in power. They remain in power. They're the supermajority. They don't talk to us. They don't have to talk to us. They don't want to talk to us and they're going to do everything they can to keep that power. It's not even a Republican-Democrat thing at this point. Used to, you could have good, healthy Republican and Democrat prior primary elections when there were multiple choices where the folks could vote not anymore because they want to keep that power and they're so afraid of the change that can be made in the may elections now they're just like nope we're not going to have those and that's basically all that's happening and we still get to pay for these primaries that's the best part about it is these primaries i always hear are party primaries they're the republican and democrat party primaries but it's not the Republican and Democrat parties that are paying for them. It's the state. It's the people. It's our tax dollars that fund these party primaries. That's the biggest joke. You know, they tried to pass a partisan school board bill. Nobody testified in favor of that. Yes. Every group, even like the choice. I always know when like the school choice groups and the chamber of commerce and, you know, like the National Rifle Association and <laughs> teachers involved. 
all testify together, something's probably wrong. Oh, yeah. Nobody was for that. And what's crazy is I didn't even know that thing was going on. I, I hadn't heard anything about it. As much as I pay attention to what's going on, I didn't even know that was something that was happening. So I'm glad that it's gone. So that bill died. They just kind of let that die. And then then there was a lot of action at the state house. Uh, both both teachers unions had a had some a group, and then ISTA has done a, a pack the house where instead of just having a rally, they've had waves of people come. But it hasn't just been you know, I was up there three times, and it's it's PTA groups, it's uh, the ICPE group, Indiana Coalition for Public Ed group, it's all these different groups. And uh, now, uh, I guess two days ago, they spotted, okay, we're going to really work on this one, one, three, four. They didn't. They they uh, voted down every amendment the Democrats offered. They said no, and they threw this crap together, and they're gonna they're gonna vote on it. They're probably gonna pass it. I hope they don't, but they probably will. And then out of nowhere, I don't know that I'll, I'll you will have to go back and uh, you can maybe try to find this out and post it. But uh, I guess now there's language to ban any school employee from running for any school board in the state of Indiana, which is just crazy. Right. I mean, so if we're going to so here's but for your listeners that say, well, they shouldn't be doing that. I can't run. Obviously, if I cannot run. I cannot teach in Martinsville and run for school board in Martinsville. That's already illegal. Right. But this says I can't run anywhere. So no school employee. I couldn't run for Mooresville school board if I lived in Mooresville. I couldn't. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, we have we have. So does that mean if you own a let's say a title company or an insurance company, you can't be on Ways and Means and pass? I don't know laws that say you have to pay more money for insurance. I mean, this is crazy stuff. Does that mean lawyer, lawyers shouldn't be able to run for Congress and to make laws because they might actually know something about law? This is crazy talk. This is what happens when you're insulated in an echo chamber and you have no threat. You know, I know this because it's basic political science 101. If someone thinks they can get beat or they have to listen to a group or there's some kind of back and forth, you know, the founding fathers envisioned we'd have compromise and that both groups would work together and sing songs and hold hands and skip down the road together. And we're nowhere near that. Um, right. And we all have to realize that because we all get in our own little tribal uh, idealism spectrums and say, I really wish we could change this, but I can't support that. So we, we all have that problem. So I don't, I wish I had the answers. I'm working on it and you and I can sell our DVD when we get all that. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a, a cruise like the Monsters of Rock cruise. It'll be the Monsters of Talk or something. And we tell everybody how we fix all these problems. <laughs> Absolutely. I would love that. Sign me up. So as we were talking before we started recording, it's also getting strange because they're pushing all of this controversial stuff, all of these controversial bills off until like the very last minute. They should have already been calling all of this stuff up and reading these bills in committee and voting on them, getting them back and through the House and the Senate, but they're pushing all of this stuff until like the very last minute. What's going on with that? Yeah, so we're in a short session. It's not a budget year. And they're, you know, they like to get done and wrap it up and say they saved the state's money. They've done that a couple times, and then they come back for an emergency session and actually spend more money. So anyway, but yes, they're holding off. They're trying to maybe kind of wait everybody out, and then they're going to try to. They're they're really good at what they're doing. And you know, one of the biggest hypocritic things I think that's really bothered me this session is they they keep they've used these big words like transparency. Parents demand transparency and the public should have demand transparency. And then you go up there and they go in the room and shut the door. <laughs> or you've got senators 
that have said uh, nobody can record this. Nobody can have right. their phone on. I mean, where are we? We're in the Fourth Reich. I mean, right. seriously, that's yeah. where we're at. So it's just hard not to be jaded having been in it now because I used to be the wide-eyed guy that thought we could change the world. And if we could just talk our way out of this <laughs> and just work together and if there was enough M&Ms in the bowl and – we're not there, man, and it's gotten worse and worse. And so when people ask me today, my simplest answer for your listeners or anybody is why are they why do they go after specific things, especially education? Right. Because they're huge money. And we we skipped a big one. And it was in the media a couple of weeks ago, and poof, that darn liberal media got rid of this story. Uh Todd Houston. Yes, uh, yes, yes. This uh, was a big deal. Speaker of the House, former Tony Bennett chief of staff. Now I want to go back just even further to that. He was Tony Bennett's chief of staff. Uh, Tony Bennett got his ass beat. We beat him. He lost. Todd, Tony, uh, and Todd Houston was done with that. But they got in trouble right before he left office for selling like equipment and buying this big lucrative uh, some some new techno tech tech stuff, software sh- stuff. Yeah. And it just happened to be tied to where Todd Houston worked. No, no scandal at all. <laughs> and then then Tony Bennett went down to Florida. He became superintendent down there. And then they find out. Oh wait a minute. He changed grades up here for Crystal Dehan. No scandal at all. <laughs> And then in November 19, flash forward, the teacher sent 20,000 people to a Red for Red Day at the State House. The governor was not here. He went to Florida. Uh, most of the Republicans went in a tunnel underneath the State House because they were fearful for their life because teachers had pom-poms and signs. <laughs> and then uh, out of all the people they could pick, out of 104 or uh, 99 or what do they have, 150, 149 state reps to be the next speaker – after Brian Bosma, who'd been there even longer than yeah. Nelly Vanelli had been in office, uh, they picked Todd Houston, Tony Bennett's ex-chief of staff. And then right. lo and behold, a news story broke two days, 48-hour cycle. Someone on Twitter broke, hey, wait a minute. This guy makes $500,000 a year from the ACT board that writes all the tests, that writes the AP <laughs> classes, handbooks, workbooks, testing, technology, all the I learned everything. Kids now got to take the ACT or SAT in their junior year. How much? Are you kidding me? Right. And this guy makes the laws, and he's in charge of committees, and he's in charge of the house. And there was no, nothing. He did it for nine years. He made a million bucks. They got a huge deal. Yeah. So, and no one's into this, Christopher, because we go, oh, are they a Democrat? Eh, they're bad. Right. Oh, are they a Republican? Oh, I don't like them. Oh, they're not. They don't believe uh, we shouldn't do this. Oh, I don't. I don't believe anything on the news anymore. We're just. It's they're 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 uh, insulated from all of it, and that's the bad side of all of this. Yeah, it, it really is. And there was no major discussion of this, and this was a to me, I th- I think a really big deal. And the funny thing about this is, again, it was pointed out to me by, in my opinion, fairly hardcore Republican folks that generally are right there with the party and and you know ready to to go do battle and they're like this is not good i don't like this uh this is something that's really bothersome well how how many people how many people you know resign from a six hundred thousand dollar year good (laughs) i mean so they can focus on state house work after they've already (laughs) made i mean it's it's incredible and i'm not saying you know i'm not an expert on this and i'm not alleging that he did any you know i'm just saying it was a two-day news cycle. I think it was in the news for two days, and yeah. lo and behold, I think when a when a superpower invades another country, you're probably going to get bumped out of the news cycle. <laughs> right. So this is definitely front row seats to the worst circus in the world. It's like a freak show 
Uh, is there anything else going on or anything else that's caught your attention? The other scariest bill that no one's really even talking about, and I haven't heard much traction on it, they have an adjunct teacher bill uh, oh, yeah. that still hasn't been called up. But they tried to do this a couple cycles ago. They wanted like 10% of – they wanted to have a percentage of teachers that weren't didn't have to be certified, didn't have to be licensed. And that's what you get with your charter schools and a lot of your – that kind of stuff, your church schools that now get vouchers, get your tax dollars, which by the way, if we want transparency and I'm now paying for the first church of whatever to teach a kid, what are they teaching? How do right. I know what they're teaching? Sure. I can't, and by, by the way, I can't go to their school board because they don't have a school board. <laughs> right. So, it, and, and I can't go in, in March to their school and say, I demand look at your curriculum because it's a private school, but right. now I pay for it. Right. So those are some some differences of people I know that might listen to your show and say, ah, he's just he's out of his mind. He's on the left, blah blah. No, we're this is straight out of the gate. No, uh, yeah. And so so the adjunct, adjunct teacher Abdul sometimes says, why can't you have that? Why why not if a former politician wants to teach government or a former chemist wants to teach science? Doesn't that sound great? But here's the problem. Here's the fallacy and all that. There is no mythical retired chemist from Lily sitting around in their house just waiting to teach high school get math <laughs> for $45,000 a year and no benefits. Right. It's a joke. It's, right. it's another way to give your cousin Richie, cousin Richie Bobby's next door neighbor a coaching job yep. and yep. outside of the contract and they don't have to, they don't have to abide by the contract. They don't have to bargain a wage. They don't, they don't have to pass, you know, be evaluated. This is crazy. And it's just going to it's actually going to run more people away. And we've spent the last this is the same group that's demanded accountability. They have the same group to push common core. They're the same group that keeps passing, changing the standards and testing and this and that. And it's exactly why your stand for children and your users for quality ed are against all the one, one, three, four. And they're against some of this stuff. That's why people should be tuning in. A 100 percent. You know, I have been doing this. For several years now, talking about politics at the local, state, and federal level, and in all of my time, I have never told individuals more than I have this year, you need to be paying attention to what the Indiana General Assembly is doing. You need to be watching what they're doing in the Senate. You need to be watching what they're doing at the State House with the state representatives. They are out of control, and it's the Republicans that are doing this. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to make very clear here that I am not talking about what the evil people on the left are doing. It is our Republicans. It's our party. Well, it's not our party because I don't feel like it's my party. I feel like it has left me behind. I feel like I am not a part of this craziness. But it is supposed to be our party. It's supposed to be our public servants and our leaders that are down there doing this. They're running around doing whatever they can do to make sure that they keep themselves in power and that they help bolster their their folks that are pumping money into their pockets, their wishes, and the wishes of a select few on the national level who's writing all of this crap for various states and just throwing it out there, kind of like you said earlier. But this is nothing about those of us in House Districts 33, 34, 54. This is nothing about those of us in the Senate Districts 27, 26, and so on. This has nothing to do with Johnny or Susie or, or the folks that are down along the Ohio River or those that are up near the region or those of us here in East Central Indiana. This has nothing to do with what is better for those of us 
that are back here with common sense, Republicans, Democrats, and just everyday people who say, we just want things to be better. This is all about power. It's all about keeping power, retaining power, and it's all about keeping those supermajority Republicans in the supermajority, doing what their donors want, doing what those on the national level that are pushing all of this crap in all of these states. It's all about that. It's about maintaining this supermajority and this overreach so I don't really know, but it, you know, you could really get into uh, some way off conspiracy theories if you really got to thinking about it. And that's why it's important to be educated and understand what's going on so you don't go down those rabbit holes. But I tell you, it's really sad because I see a lot of people that are getting fired up and they want to be involved, but they're getting kicked in the teeth and they're getting knocked down and they're saying, hey, you can't participate. You're not welcome to participate. We're not going to let you be a part of this process, but we want you to still communicate. We want you to still be involved, wink, wink, because they really don't want that. They don't want communication. They don't want to be transparent. They will not be held accountable, and they don't want you to play along, even though that's what they say. And what I hope is that the people that are fired up, that really want to make a change, that tried to get involved this time, but have been kicked in the teeth and been told you can't play, I hope they don't just go home and go away. I hope they let that fire build in them, and I hope they stay involved. I hope they get educated, and I hope they stick with it, because that's what we have to do. Because so often I've seen this first stumbling block or someone's first loss send them down a path of apathy, and they're like, okay, this isn't for me. I'm done. I'm not going to be involved anymore. And I hope that's not what happens here, because I'll tell you, in the last three, four, five months, I have felt more energy and more good vibes about people wanting to get involved for the right reasons. I hope that builds. I hope that builds. I've been doing this long enough that I'm through the other side. Like, you can kick me in the teeth. You can cut me. You can punch me. You can knock me down. You can say everything about me, my dog, my mom, my brother, anybody. It doesn't matter to me, man. I am in this for the long run. But there are people that are just getting involved. that They've got to toughen up and get that tough skin about them so that the first couple stumbles or getting knocked in the teeth or seeing how it really is doesn't scare them away and, and I hope that people are able to to start something here and I hope that we're able to to really build on something here and really try to make a change I, I you know I just I guess time will tell you know I hope people see like what I'm doing here and and they listen they don't have to agree you don't have to agree with everything that I'm saying but I hope that it helps people think hmm there's more to this and I might want to listen and I might want to get involved and there might be something here that I can add my two cents to you know I think what you're doing is important I think it's important to have I also think that it, people that do podcasts have the weight of the world on their shoulder because sure. they can be construed as uh, you know whether they're, they're crack pipes or cuckoo birds yeah. or they're conspiracy theorists and we have to be careful because we do tend we all have I believe social media has made us all a little bit more in our bubble. Matter of fact, it's been designed to do that, just keep you in your right. algorithm. Yeah. To keep you in your likes and wants and needs and stay stay away from having conversations that go, wait a minute. You know what? He said something there that I actually agree with. Sure. And that bothers me. And 
I think it's important that we do this or we're not, this will not sustain itself. Right. A house divided cannot stand. That's absolutely right. You know, we just, like you said, we cannot keep going down this road. Something has to happen. The last time we went down this road, something did happen. It's called a civil war. Right. And then we had the, the 1960s. And then, you know, a couple years ago, I thought, man, I can't tell if we're in the 1860s or 1960s or. <laughs> You know, it's a strange time, but I, I do. Here's I want to. I don't want to just be doom and gloom because right. I I can tell so many. We, the hope will be in the younger generation. They've grown sure. up. I think they've hit every everything on the bingo card, but World War Three yet. <laughs> well, so, I mean, ding uh, ding 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 ding. Tune in next week for World War Three. <laughs> so, but I think people are paying attention, and I would plead to libertarians and and Republicans that say I'm a Republican, but I support public schools or whatever. And I've never understood how a conservative who who believes in traditional institutional right uh, the the constitutionalism of America can be against public schools because they bought into this this this. Evil. When you weaponize politics, this is what you get. Every teacher's bad, and unions are bad, and this is bad, and and that's. I don't know. I, I fell far far from the acorn tree or the oak tree in my family tree, because I live in a community that I am almost certain my county had the highest percentage that voted for Trump, and uh, I just have always questioned things since I was a little kid. Like you know, why do they do that? Why did this happen? Or why would we do this? You know, if we have money for that, how come the EPA is camped out here for water and Martin? I don't know. So anyway, there's just a lot going on. You know, it's something else, Christopher. I think there's a special breed of people. I can't even say that. A special uh, group of people who really are into this. And then everybody else kind of is not really paying attention to this stuff. Yeah. And the news cycle so fast. I mean, today it's like. You used to take two or three months to get a, something across the ocean to tell somebody something. <laughs> right. Hey, your mom said, get your ass home. Right. You know, <laughs> but now it's like one day. Oh, yeah. One day. I mean, you can't keep up with it. Nobody believes it. But I will tell you this. Aren't you from that area? Ball State used to be called the Ball State Teachers College. Absolutely. You know, there are nobody enrolled in teacher classes. There are yeah. nobody going into education. That's a very, very, very depressing and scary thing. If we're the greatest country in the world and freedom and thought and intellectual and all this stuff, what if no? And everybody can't be homeschooled. Everybody can't go online school. Right. Everybody can't go to. You're going to have a conquer and divide system where give give Americans five years on something. And when 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 you I mean, where are you going to put everybody? Where are all these kids going to go? Yeah. You want them out running the streets? You want them out? I don't understand where no one's thinking this through. They're really not. It's really scary. You know, one of these days, people are going to look back on this time and they will say, well, they got from there to here and they're either going to say things are so much worse or things are so much better. And I'm hoping that what we're seeing is the start to something that will make us so much better. But you never know. I, I mean, I'm feeling hopeful. I feel... I feel like it's a possibility, but it's really a toss-up. And so, you know, I'm just hoping that, that people really do get it in gear, they get educated, and they do the right thing, and we really start picking it up, and we do it soon, because I feel like we are in that time. And it's, you know, I, I always say time will tell and the clock is a ticking, and never has that been more truthful than right now. All right, Justin, I, I want to thank you for taking some time out of your busy day to come talk with the audience and myself. I've absolutely enjoyed our conversation. I am so... uh 
so thankful for your input and your knowledge and your humor. I, I think it's a great way to approach things. Uh, I would absolutely love to offer you a chance to come back on at any time in the future, anytime you might have something to add, anytime you have something to say. Would love to have you back here at the audio side and would love to have you on the live at 8.30 or 9.35 live video episodes that take place Sunday through Thursday on Facebook, specifically here in the next couple coming days or weeks, uh, depending on what the senators and the state reps do down at the state house based on a couple bills that they're working on. It's going to be interesting to see what exactly they do. So my friend, thank you for coming on and talking with the audience and I. Uh, it's been a blast. All right. We'll see what these guys and gals do the rest this week. And hopefully they use some common sense and bow out of some of these bad bills. You said it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Mr. Justin Oakley. We have to take a quick break. I am your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey, and you're listening to the 181st episode of Perception is Reality. We'll be right back. Who here is looking for horrible coffee? Anybody? You over there? No, I didn't think so. I'm not, and I didn't think you were either. If you're looking for coffee perfection, then you need to give my friends at Bean Fruit Coffee Company a try. And you can find them right now online at beanfruit.com. Folks, they are striving for coffee perfection, and aren't we all? Since 2010, they have meticulously selected and roasted the highest quality coffees from around the globe. They believe that a great cup of coffee is no accident. It is a process, one in which they have spent countless hours perfecting. You need this coffee in a cup near you, and you can get it there right now. All you have to do is visit Bean Fruit Coffee Company at beanfruit.com. Do it today. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to this 181st episode of Perception is Reality. Can that be confirmed? If you can confirm that, we're going live with that now. All right, stand by. Ladies and gentlemen, we have some breaking news for you. In from the capital, Indianapolis, Indiana... Here's a bulletin from Perception is Reality News in Indianapolis, Indiana. A day of committee hearings, House and Senate bills being read. Today was the final deadline for a second reading of bills. And it appears as though House Bill 1134 was not called. More details arriving these details are just about the same as previously stated. House Bill 1134 appears to not have been called for a second reading. I'm looking here for updated information. Repeating a bulletin from Perception is Reality News, House Bill 1134 Media Matters has apparently not been called for a second reading. Stay tuned to Perception is Reality News for further details. From Indianapolis, Indiana, the Flash apparently official. House Bill 1134, Media Matters, died at 6.35 p.m. Central Standard Time 
7.35 Eastern Standard Time some 38 minutes ago. The Senate committee has been caucusing throughout the day. Today was the deadline for bills to be called for second reading. Again, from Indianapolis, Indiana, the flash apparently official, House Bill 1134, Media Matters, died at 6.35 Central Standard Time, 7.35 Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. I wish we would have known that information just about an hour ago before Justin and I would have got together and recorded all of the last hour worth of show because a large bill that was causing a whole bunch of craziness throughout the state and throughout this election cycle, and uh, it's still going to be causing a bunch of controversy throughout the next several months, uh, is basically no more. Now, we will have to watch because, as we did talk about for the last 45-50 minutes, the supermajority, the Republicans down at the state house, those that are in control and those that are pulling the strings are not going to be happy about this and they won't just ride off into that good night. So we're not going to be able to just let up and say, okay, it's over. We can all go back to bed and go back to sleep and stop paying attention. Oh no, we're going to have to watch very carefully. We're going to have to make sure that they do not pull any kind of craziness. We're going to have to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, not trying to sneak this into any other bills, any other language from this throughout the rest of this process, and we're going to have to monitor them. Of course, this was a short session. We're going to have to watch what they're doing next year. We cannot let these people up for a minute. It has to be full court press from here until the point where we have booted these people out of office and we have common sense folks down at the state house folks i'm telling you we're going to have to keep on this because they are playing games and it affects us each and every one of us and it's just it's going to be something that we cannot let them have an inch because when we give them that inch they will take a mile ladies and gentlemen i definitely appreciate the conversation i had with justin this breaking news doesn't really negate anything that we discussed we still talked about a lot of important details and let's face it whether or not this bill passed this time I'm glad it didn't. Had it passed, we would have had to fight this, and it would have caused a lot of serious issue. But 
the minds of the people that are in these positions that call themselves constitutional conservatives, that call themselves Republicans, that say, hey, we're okay with government overreach, with bringing the government beyond the borders of where it should be, and putting them into your backyards, into your classrooms, into your bedrooms, into your small local governments. We want to make all of the laws and all of the rules, and we want to be the ones that are in power, and you cannot challenge us. How dare you ask us questions? How dare you think we should answer your questions? How dare you feel like you can put your name on a ballot and run against us? It's those folks that we are going to have to watch. And we need to understand how they think, how they operate. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the crux of what Justin and I were just talking about. So please take what we said to heart. Get yourselves educated about all of this craziness. Get active, get involved at the local level, at the state level, and at the federal level. We need you involved. You can make a difference. Each and every one of us can. All right, folks, that's going to do it for this episode. You guys have been fantastic. As always, remember to share the show with everyone you know. That's the way that we will grow, grow, grow. We have been growing by leaps and bounds, so I want to thank, thank, thank you. You guys have been doing your part. That's all I ask of you is to listen and to share the show, so you guys have been doing fantastic. I can't wait until our next episode. There's a bonus episode that you guys need to be hitting if you haven't listened to it. Episode 178 great. Episode 179 is great. Episode 180 is great. We are on fire. You guys are helping keep this alive and giving me more information to talk about. It has been so fantastic. I love talking to you. I love when you reach out, so keep that up. It's been absolutely wonderful. Until next time, you guys take care of yourselves, take care of each other. God bless. I'll look forward to talking to you all again real soon. Goodbye. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com. Or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember, perception, perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.